Whoop whoop! Whoop whoop! Ooh! Family! Family! Oh shit, son! 2018! Up, all up in this hizzy. New year, we, new us. New us. We can't be here long. We're on our way to the gathering. You, you, Southwest you. Detroit! We'll be swinging the hatchet. We're gonna be fucking spraying Fago all over some big fat titties. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Alright? When we're, are you taking your shirt off, Gary? It's a new podcast. New podcast. We're not about metal anymore. We're no, all about fucking it's... ICP! I'm uh, I'm choosing to do it as a mime. I think it's uh, probably the best. So if you're not getting this in the podcast, uh, shit, fam. Yeah. Welcome back to 2018. <laughs> this is Death to Orbit Metal. Could, dear listeners, could you pick the guy that was most enthusiastic about that intro idea? I think it was Jeremy. Right in. Was it Tane? Me? Well, I mean, or Gary, <laughs> who uh, is. Actually dressed as a juggalo, dear listeners. Uh, speaking yeah. of our names, hello, I'm Gary Grimm. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> Jeremy Spoke in class today, David Sons of Northern Darkness. Uh, and I am Tane. <laughs> wow. We need to lengthen that name, Tane. Yeah, I know. Well, I'll, I'll get some of Jez's super long name. We're going to shorten we'll that smash this it year. together. Yeah, we oh. should... We should mix it up. You guys were smashing it together before we started recording, right? So, well, we really? had to do something to take out. <laughs> really? Off. You dressed in the clown outfit. That's really? Just... That's already. We're here. We're what? Ten seconds into the podcast uh, already. Yes. Welcome to 2018. 2018. Yeah. <laughs> Always the same. Nothing ever changes. Uh, what? How was how was everyone's Christmas? Christmas, New Year's, nice. Um, Enjoy the break. Short. Festive. Disappointing. Short and disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've heard that before. Just like, oh, 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 oh. You know what? Well, Some things never point. change. <laughs> Here we are, back in 2018. Death Orbit Metal. Um, look, we've got an action-packed show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. But for the first one back, we thought we'd take a look over the uh, the, the near misses of 2017. We take mm. a, a retrospective. A, a yeah. year that was. The year that was. Um, we're going to take you through some of our favourite releases. We've got some uh, very special special guests phoning in to yes, give us their do. two cents. Uh, then we also have a very special guest, don't we, uh, Gary the Grim Smith? We have we have some special guests, and then we've got a special guest. Hey, hey yeah. all all our guests are special. Sure. Mm. But some of them more in the kind of way that you had to attend a special class. They all so- yeah. I was about to say they've all yeah. signed out for the evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They got the permission slips. They've been uh, drugged up and they're ready to talk to us. Excellent. So, look, we're going to talk about a couple of releases that we didn't play on the podcast that we maybe missed out on when they came out. Mm. And uh, then when all the end of year lists rocked around, we heard some stuff that we missed out on and went, shit. There was just so much that came out last year. It's, it was just, it's so difficult to keep up. At the best of times, but God, just going through those end of year lists. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, doing a retrospective, we realised there were a lot of things that we wanted to give just a little bit more spotlight um, while we had the chance before it gets too late, as well. So each of us are going to play uh, a few songs, give a little uh, brief, brief little chat about uh, each of these re- releases that we missed out on, and we'll play a song from each release that we chat about. Yep. So simple. 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 Short, sweet, and to the point. Keep it simple, sexy. I like that, actually. Better than... Because the other one's... Less less insulting. insulting. More 
not Neggy, maybe a bit more uh, Weinstein-y? I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, <laughs> is it better or worse to do that? So, kicking off... Uh, Who's up first? Uh, Gaz, are you up first? That's me. It's labelled G-Banger. G-Banger G-Banger. Oh, there's J-Banger, sorry. We've got G-Banger, J-Banger, and T-Banger. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, tell us, talk us through last year, Gary. Got three releases... Uh, one of which I wanted to put on the podcast and just never got around to, and a couple that I kind of heard, and I was like, yeah, it's okay, and then when I listened to it a little bit more, uh, from Portland and off Iron Bonehead Records, we have Weregoat. Uh, they released an album called Pestilential Rites of Infernal Fornication. Try saying that ten times fast. Uh, and Try listening to the thing <laughs> ten times Without Pottery. killing yourself, you know what I mean? That's the yeah. real yeah. challenge there. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> it's true. It's, it's a challenge not killing ourselves every day. Anyway, so. uh, this thing is brutal. I love this record. Yeah, it's a bit of grimy death, black death kind of stuff. A little, kind of like nun slaughter. You know, it's on Iron Bonehead, so that kind of gives you an idea. Of the yeah, I mean, you know what those guys do, right? Yeah, the heaviness. I mean, so. any album cover with... It is a were-goat uh, copulating with, um, with, with a young lass. I don't know if she's alive or not. He's hung like a goat. Sure. A but goat's like... well known for having... Uh, I, I think it's more about the aggression that they use them with. So. Uh, luckily, <laughs> we went to the guy with the most experience there. Yeah. Uh, there what's what's the on song? Gotonomy Fu- and Goatology. What's the song? <laughs> Fuck like a goat. <laughs> Fuck like a goat. So the song we'll hear off that first is uh, Under the Whip. Uh, the next release we'll hear is from Chaos Moon. They're from Philadelphia. Uh, they're some kind of atmospheric black metal, a lot of kind of cool keys this, in there. This passed me by too. I, I stumbled across this on an end of year list and sort of really grew on me really quickly. It was. I, uh, I kind of gave it a brief listen when it came out and then I was like, yeah, it's black metal. And I was kind of like not in a black metal phase at the time. So mm. I kind of just passed over it's it. It's not a phase, mum. And then um, I think you brought it up again. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'll give it another listen. And, you know, artwork, uh, the, the album arts by Jeff Whitehead of Leviathan, uh, which is a good kind of stamp of approval there. So, and yeah, the more I listened to it, the more I got, yeah, got into a lot of, that. got a lot of good reviews. It mm. did. And your third track is from the states as well yeah another portland band just like uh Weregoat. uh they're on invictus productions and they're called triumvir foul uh their album spiritual bloodshed came out last year and it's just really really dirty kind of uh death metal in the vein of uh spectral lore and uh you know all the other bands uh crypt rot who are coming up Ooh. all that kind of mm. all that kind of Just dirty death metal. like dirty it's kind of there's a, there's a bit of old school flavor to it it's it's the kind of stuff you can stomp around your bedroom too going like i'm not listening to your mom oh, i was I'm about to say yeah. yeah 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 completely yeah, it's very amazing. much so it's great very much so were you watching me listen to this <laughs> Uh, Is that a Twisted Sister? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Very specific metal joke there, but I suppose that's our audience, isn't it? Well, yeah. They're they're not going to take it, Jeremy, if you... Okay. Uh, (laughs) What the chick did in the (laughs) wear artwork. It's rude. Rude. Sorry, team. Filth. Uh, That's no way to start 2018. And look, uh, sincerely, it's not that kind of show, Jeremy. So pull your head in. Sorry. All right. Uh, So the track we're going to listen to... I'd like to apologize and announce that I'm now going to live my life. As a juggalo man. As a juggalo man. As a, as a hatchet man. As a hatchet man. <laughs> your your um, HBO uh, series got cancelled because of that joke, didn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Unfortunately, so I'm back in with you two, Marks. <laughs> Every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. So look. Without the, uh, further ado. It was the Triumvir Foul uh, track that we're going to listen to is so appropriately titled Entranced by Filth. Uh, <laughs> Which was 2017 to a T. <laughs> so we just found the name of the episode. 2017 Entranced, to a T. Entranced by filth. Entranced by filth. Isn't that how you and that got together? Nah, go easy on him. Right, uh, <laughs> when, when you hear this, anyway, uh, let's just kick off some fucking music, shall yeah. we? Let's have a listen. Let's do it. Enough of this gay banter. Here is Weregoat. Where's 
Oh, bringing the new year in with a wear goat. <laughs> Literally with a bang. Um, <laughs> and a triumvir foul. And, and, and a, and a trans, you, heard yeah, you, heard, you heard all three. Um, Entranced by the goat cock. <laughs> Wasn't that a Belsa song? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up next. It's my turn. It's my oh, turn. I'm sorry, I'm now, sorry. I actually think all mine are American too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a bit of US love they need a love they can get at the moment um, first up we've got uh, Bereft uh, off a great album called Lands a buddy put me onto this uh, and it is sort of a really cool mix of doom with some black blackened doom I think it's some real sorrowful depressing moments followed by some real cool blast stuff uh, after that, we got Wild Speaker. Um, I stumbled across this uh, just randomly online off the album Spreading Adder, um, the title track Spreading Adder. I don't know what a Spreading Adder is. Spreading Adder? Is that, is I hardly like... even knew it. <laughs> oh, far out. Sorry, sorry, bro. Is it like when you're on the train and you try and sit next to a snake Someone, and it's going to slip legs yeah. open? And... That's, that is it's a Spreading Adder. It's yeah. a Man Spreading Adder. A Man Spreading Adder. Um, fantastic band again kind of uh, sort of oh, some crusty sort of D-beat elements but then some really sort of dirty blackened thrash stuff in there fantastic um, and then finally we have Crip Rot uh, Gary mentioned before this was sort of a late entry um, Embryonic Devils uh, and this is really cool sort of Dirty death metal throwback sort of mm-hmm. old school flavor to it. There's such a great atmosphere to yeah, the mix. Yeah, yeah, nice and big. Uh, I the the joke kind of goes with me and Gaz that anything that has sort of um, reverb on the vocals, I generally like. Um, and I had a great time with this record. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of the Necrot record. Sure, it's sort of that kind. So if you were into that record, which it, I think that was on my top list that we threw up online before the end of last year if you like that you'll like this uh so yeah have a listen that's 2017 wasn't it something special it was but before we go to those songs we're gonna go to some phone calls oh we're gonna do that oh sweet let's have, yeah. let's let's have a look what do people think what are the doesn't matter what i think doesn't matter what tane thinks doesn't matter what gas yeah. we want to know what you think yeah so, so we're going to talk to some of our regular listeners whoa, 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 whoa. So we have regular listeners well, uh, people who've yeah. listened to it more than once, because they're going to have to listen to it to be able to... Oh, to, I see. To, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah to okay, be able yeah. To. It's probably an equal ratio of listening to talking on it, so... Yeah, right. Yeah. So... What are they? De- they 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 deaf? To all the metal. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There we go. Nice tie-in. Nice tie-in. Great <clears throat> branding, guys. Great uh, it's branding. Gonna, it's going to be a long show, guys, so strap in. Uh, we're going to have some actually uh, good people to listen to coming up now with some phone calls. Here we wow. go. Wow. Backhanded. <laughs> That's how we do it. Negging. That's how we Negging. keep up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the phone with us now, well, I say the phone, but it's Skype, we have uh, Stephen Lazel, a.k.a. Smithy the Smith Lord Smithington. Welcome to the Dev Tour Bud Metal Podcast, Smithy. 
Hey. How you going, man? So you you got a, a, a top releases for 2017 for us? I do, I do. And these actually sort of trace back to earlier podcasts that you made throughout last year as well. Oh, oh right. Nice. With, so you managed to your, find some stuff. Um, ever so wonderful uh, recommendations. Ah, oh, nice one. Awesome. Do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just nice to know that someone listens to them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From time so, to time. Do you do you have a chronological list like a like a like a top ten or just top releases? Uh in random order. In I random mean, order, awesome. Absolutely. Okay, ch- chuck um, us your first one. My first one. Uh, let's start with um, Satyricon Deep Calls Upon Deep. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we con- played a bit of that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. controversial for some, but uh, you, know, you know what though? I re-listened to that recently, Smithy, and yeah. it's really grown on me. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna give. I've got to go back and give that more, uh, more of a listen. I think that's exactly what yeah. these calls are about. But uh, yeah, it's a bit more... I did. I did listen to it straight off after you um, mentioned it on the podcast. But it's something I really need to revisit again. Yeah. 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 Well worth yeah. it. Very stripped back for those guys. Mm. Uh, yeah. What what else have you got on your list there for us, Smithy? Um, the obituary self-titled album. All right, oh, yes, that was great fun. Freaking pl- awesome. We we Death played metal at its finest. Yes. One thousand ways to die. One thousand ways to die, or ten thousand ways. Or uh, ten thousand ways to die. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to die. There are a lot like... of ways to die. Obituary outlined them in great detail in the song. Yeah, Thank I think you. we lost track it because was... after a thousand, you kind of. It was more like an instruction manual than a... No, it wasn't. <laughs> at, least it, at least it wasn't repetitive. No, yeah. that's true. Yeah, you know, like one thing that would be a bit of a, a, a downer there is like, you know, like like choking on a rock and then like tripping on a rock and then you like, you go through all of the rock-related de- rock, rock deaths. And <laughs> it's like, and now, now pebble-related deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, so there was none of that. It was a solid release. Tighten it up, my bitch. Yeah, yeah, It wasn't like Electric Wizards release or anything like that. You and that Electric I'm hurt. You were hurt. by it. You were really... It was terrible. Wait, we can get to that. This is about Smithy. Yeah, Smithy. What else you got, man? Sorry. Okay, I'm a... Pretty sure it was at right at the beginning of the year was um, Immolation's Atonement. Ah, yes, mm. indeed. We played a track on the same episode as Obituary, if I remember correctly. In- incidentally, uh-huh. Immolation, a way you can die. Oh. So, good yeah. tie-in. They should have toured with have Obituary. Had a bit of a chat about that. If you, if you know the guys from Immolation, maybe give them a call and tell them to lift their game. <laughs> uh, what what did you like about Immolation, Smithy? Um, it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of stuff that they've done before. Yeah, yeah, in my definitely. opinion, really. But um, just consistency, just pushing it, the forever push. Yeah, yeah, it's good when bands uh, keep it fresh that way. Yeah, and it was a good recording too. Like. Oh, fucking sounds, it, it just sounded in your face. It was just great. Excellent. Do you, do you have any more listed for us? I got two more. Okay. Um, there was the Cannibal Corpse, Red Before Black. Red Before Black, yes. Very yep. good. Just fucking brutal as always. I think we don't need to talk too much about yeah, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, Cannibal Corpse doing Cannibal Corpse related activities, and basically. Yeah. Not a neck in sight. No, no. Well, too much neck. Maybe a (laughs) tail neck. I think the the last one I have here, gentlemen, would be the um, 
and I think Tane would love to end on this, um, would be um, Elder Reflections of the oh, Floating World. I'm glad I'm not the only one who enjoyed that album. Pandering. Pandering. <laughs> oh, but man, the mix is amazing, though. Like, it's uh, that's, the layering. That's one of my favorite mixes. Yeah, it's incredible. Some fucking great yeah. riffs in there, like, really, uh, some really well layered. Uh, songs uh, i yeah. don't know i i really enjoyed it too yeah i, I yeah, found these, and, these guys are just epic they really are epic and knowing um for for the listeners who may not know steve he's uh, a very very talented mixer and uh and uh sound guy in general um but, but specifically in the studio and so i know that he pays attention to that kind of stuff and i i personally think as well for from the plethora of bands in, in that kind of genre, this this 70s revival, they are, you know, head and shoulders above. So uh, These guys are leading the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is a well, well-produced album. Mm. Awesome, man. Thanks Very... so much, uh, Smithy. Um, hey, Smithy, before you go, yeah, um, uh, for our listeners that uh, might not know, um, mm. you're called Smithy be- yes. because you're... Because well well because you're a smith what are you working on at the moment man you got any sick shit in the works <laughs> what am i working on yeah 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 um well in the forge I'm in the forge what are, on... what are you what are you forging at the moment in the skyrim lands <laughs> <laughs> in the in the in the world of midgard yes um, exactly yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. working on two um viking fighting axes sick yeah yeah i'm looking forward to heading out to your place and checking them out as i well. knew i knew you wouldn't disappoint yeah, me in this question <laughs> i knew this would be great i can't wait to have you out man like uh, any of you guys who want to come out you're more than welcome sick. that goes for you too listeners uh we'll we'll post up smithy's address smithy's address <laughs> and his phone number you can call him anytime but hey you know what sorry i interrupted gaz uh, uh no your question was way better than mine <laughs> <laughs> what else have I got on? I'm actually speaking of Skyrim, um, Jeremy. I'm actually doing a replica ebony axe and ebony dagger set for a customer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god! Fuck. I can't. Man, you gotta give me some that. photos when that's done, man. Oh hell yeah! Sick, man. And lastly, I'm actually I have an order for a sword as well. Sick, uh, a hand and a half sword. Oh, oh, like a like a bastard sword. Is that what they call a bastard sword? Yeah, fucking bastard sword. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. Oh, that's awesome, man. Can't wait to uh, clap the uh, peepers on those. Sick, man. Yeah, so glad to hear your 2018s. Uh, sound like it's going to be pretty interesting. Some, some. It's, yeah, it's kicking off to a to a great start. Yeah, and I was nice actually um, at your uh, work yesterday making inquiries for a future project as well. Oh, fucking shit! Yeah, oh, man, that's wicked. Um, uh, more announcements to come as soon as um, we get the green light. Sure, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the listeners up to date with uh, your music and stuff as well. We'll put up links yeah. and whatever as they arise. Absolutely, guys. I'll keep you keep you well informed. So don't worry. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Smithy. to our next caller now we've got uh, we're joined by Mitch Joyce Griggs uh, Mitch has been listening for a little while now he's called us and Mitch can you give us what was your top release list for 2017 yeah no worries uh, I've got 
three. Of now. Keep it short. Um, Excellent. So two that are pretty well known and the other one that's a little bit uh, underground. A little bit so cult, I, would you say? A little bit cult? A little bit cult. Tiny bit cult. Yeah. Oh, is cult that cult's cult spelt with a K and a V by any chance? It's no other way to spell it. But there's no L, it's just an N instead. It's got it. Okay, true cunt. Got it. And an inverted T. Excellent. That's pretty cool. Yeah. First release, which is like a bit of a sort of media darling, everyone's heard of it. Zeal and Ada's Devil is Fine. Oh, man. Dude, this was a release. That I don't know if the two guys sitting next to me actually know who it is. I have no idea. I don't okay, either. now I'm a, I'm actually really stoked you brought this up because that I oh, just didn't make it onto my list. I'm pretty sure that actually came out at the end of 2016, but they re-released it I think in 2017 on a bigger yeah. label or something like that. But no, you were yeah, 100 percent right in choosing it. This was something that was <laughs> born out of a a 4chan board. <laughs> You're stealing all my notes. This is great. No, have you got the notes? Man, I'm talking too much. I'm just yeah. cycling through. Give us, give us, yeah. Yeah. give us the story, man. Give us the story. Tell give the listeners show, about the story. Show us your notes, Mitch. Show us your yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was tempted not to take notes just to keep in the tradition of the show. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, this guy. Ouch. He's a listener. Okay, thanks so much for coming, Mitch. <laughs> and hang up. And <laughs> Sorry, man. I was stealing your thunder. Take us through it, man. I'm so stoked you chose it. Take us through it. Yeah, so Jeremy... Bang on. It, it started as a joke on 4chan. Um, so it's a project of a guy called Manuel Gagnu. Uh, since gone on to do live shows, international tours, basically mix of black metal, blues, and slave spirituals. Um, Whoa. Yeah, so huge media interest and origins aside, like the 4chan stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, I found it to be a really interesting. It's kind of counterintuitive pairing, but... It's a really, it was really catchy. I heard it once and went straight to Bandcamp, bought it. Um, and they've since debuted a couple of, with their live group, he's debuted a couple of new tracks in the shows and they, they go all right. So yeah, it's really, it's, a, it's an interesting like, live setup too, isn't it? He's got sort of backing vocalists and stuff like that to get that real right. chant element of the music. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, I, I don't remember how many people are in there, but he does like sort of three or four people will be um, back him up. So I reckon if you go and track down, the title track, Devil Is Fine, or Blood in the River. Those are my two kind of picks from that. Yeah, Devil uh, Is Fine is a fantastic yeah. track. And just to clarify, because the listeners might not have heard it uh, over uh, Jeremy's uh, ejaculation there, uh, <laughs> it's called Zeal and Ardor, is that correct? Yeah, that's it. Yep. Zeal and Ardor. Okay. I'll, I'll show the boys later, Mitch, proper, it's fine. Proper sure. black metal. That's true. <laughs> black, black metal. Well, black quite, metal. quite literally, as Mitch was saying, it started as a joke on 4chan because this uh, the guy that's in the band had sort of been a musician and he put a post on 4chan saying, what's two weird genres that I... That don't could, go together. That don't go together. Yeah. Like, and someone went black metal and someone else went end music, the N-word music. Wow. So he took it upon himself to go, because I believe he's a yeah. black gentleman. Uh, he took yeah. it upon himself to go, well, no, screw you. I'm going to make that fucking work. And yeah. it's such, he, he just nails it, oh, doesn't his, he? His vocals are absolutely on point as well. Incredible. Right? Incredible. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. The musicality of it is really interesting. I thoroughly recommend, because black metal, I know this is going to be kind of reverse heresy, but it can get a little bit stale. Oh, can't it what? It <laughs> <laughs> um, so can, that's true. Which again, really common. Everybody knows about it. It's on lots of other lists. 
uh, Code Orange Forever. Ooh. Oh, all right. Yes, yeah. this yeah. was so, no, very popular in the lists. Mm. Technically hardcore, but um, I think it, it sort of straddles pretty nice. No, nah, I'm still oh, backing okay. you, man. I'm still backing you. Uh, look, hardcore. Yeah, I've gone the... from six to midnight here. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, Jeremy's going to be straddling you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, We're just going to get that video working. <laughs> the note that I had, I mean, basically, I found it kind of boundary pushing hardcore Pittsburgh four piece. Um, so, kind of not. Not the best part of America, I suppose. Uh, sure. They've been going for ages before they could play in bars. Uh, they used to be called Code Orange Kids. And they incorporate these sort of synth and electronic elements, which really adds to, I guess, the, the sort of tone. Yeah, um, yeah. And three vocalists. So the drummer gets in, both the guitarists get in. One of them, Reba Myers, she's involved in another kind of alt-punk project, and they're pretty good too. So her, the vocal sort of assault is really interesting. Mm. In my opinion, mate, it's best enjoyed standing up because it makes me feel like I can shop with a fridge. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, I think the highlight for me is the title track, Forever. It's just, if you hear that and you don't think you can kick a hole through someone, there's something wrong. I think, I think, it's, I think it's interesting too because that was nominated for a Grammy? Was it? Been, I'm know, pretty sure. Also, so, I mean, it's more importantly, of... they've done a WWE walkout intro, sort of theme music thing live. That was, and I mean, yeah. you, you know, you've made it when you know yeah. that's yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. And, and also, you know, behind the scenes, they are uh, they've refused to play with a couple of other hardcore darling bands because they don't want to be sort of lumped in. Yeah, they, right. They take themselves pretty seriously, which is nice. Interesting. Um, and the top release from 2017 for me, for sure. Mm was Alter Rage ending Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Alter Rage, yeah. That, that we, we played the yeah. tracks from the previous uh, oh. album in our uh, in one yeah. of our first episodes of the podcast. I yeah. think it might have yeah. even been the first or the second episode. It was really early days, yeah. But yeah. it's uh, it's interesting because there were a band that I, I kind of wrote off, to be honest, very on an uninformed level because I thought that they were like a you know, using the word core unnecessarily in their genre title and whatever. It was like, I was totally wrong. It, it's, it's really amazing shit. Um, yeah. I mean, they, that first record that you played the track from early on, mm-hmm. um, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was from their record now, which was like their, their debut LP. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think through uh, Iron Bonehead, was it? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 They might be label mates with, with the Mighty Bowlsers. Uh, ah, nice. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, no, Alter Age, I found, like, if you're a fan of Portal, if you're a fan of any kind of more extreme progressive stuff, mm. in my opinion, they're kind of in the same territory. But yeah. they're more sort of structured assault this time around than the previous record. Sure, um, a, bit, a bit more straight ahead than the pro- the yeah. kind of wild, progressive, And you could even accuse them of, of some, some riffage in yeah. this one. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, for me, it just hits me right in the limbic system. Because <laughs> you are... You're a reptile brain. I'm not even there. <laughs> Sign yeah, of a good that record. That's, oh, yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. Um, Mitch, thank you. They, they were uh, some fantastic choices. Uh, I want to... So what we're doing with every caller is we're, um, we're sort of springing a question on them as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mitch, uh, uh, I want to say you're, um, you're going to be a father for the first time imminently. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, Mazel tov. <laughs> and um, I, I just wanted to ask... If you were going to call your name your child after the three of us by combining our names, 
What would yeah. that name be? Oh, 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 Why would you do that? <laughs> I think he's, have you got a piece of paper there in front of you quickly, mate? You, we'll give can you I a sort of hyphenate? Or? Oh, yeah, you can hyphenate. hyphenate. Sure, but if you're seriously considering this, I'm going to call Docs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd already considered Like, I've got it written down. It's on the... Um... <laughs> Here we go. Gatane. Gatane. Yeah. Nice. Jeremy's with a hyphen. Yeah. Yes. Son of Northern Darkness. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's very good. That's amazing. <laughs> very good. And it rolls off the tongue in the playground too, doesn't it? Yeah. It's... I like Katain. Katain. Katain's good. Katain's good. Katain. That's amazing. What about uh, Gartanian? Mm. Gartanian. Yeah. Mitch, it's been Gar-tanian. really good having you oh man that's so awesome thank you for calling in awesome awesome choices as well yeah Yeah, i've seen a lot of your comments oh thank you (laughs) just (laughs) just one last question before you go yeah if we're we're looking at you know uh changing the podcast making it better getting more listeners all that kind of malarkey yeah. What would you like to see more of from the podcast in the in the upcoming year, do you reckon? I know you're going to really hate the answer because I know that it probably takes a shitload of time. Oh, I, <laughs> but I, I really, really like the sort of naff skits and like, <laughs> this shit. like in the Dancing With Yourself episode. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think I might be the only person who submitted some fan art as well. And that was off the back of one of your like offhanded you did? comments. Yeah, it's so good. Can what? you can Jenna you Arstein, I think. Can you can you post it again on yeah. our uh, Facebook or something? Post it up to yeah, the Facebook I'd, so I'd we've got to. it handy. That would be if amazing. Anybody, if anybody caught the conversation about your in the debate, sorry, um, about the Man of War film. Oh, oh yes, yes yeah. indeed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did a bit of fan art for the movie poster. Oh <laughs> wow, see, that's that's incredible. Yeah, please post that up on our on our wall, and uh, we'll we'll share it around. Yeah, for sure. But no, do some um, do some more sketches and comedy stuff. It's always really cool, and the music's obviously yeah, real good. All right, yeah. excellent, man. Thank you so much for your input. Listen to me. caller uh we have on the line um we not many uh, listeners would know this we dated for a brief time during the 70s uh, 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 the one and only natris how are you i'm good how are you welcome welcome welcome, welcome i mean uh Thank you. listeners should be well versed in the natris uh by this stage of the game um so natty what'd you like last year just keep in mind that Dark Throne didn't release anything last year. <laughs> yeah, but they do release something every two years, so, so uh, time, is coming, time is coming. Time is coming. Twenty eighteen. So, in the what what right. was tiding you over between uh, Dark Throne releases? Uh, well, in that time, I was well. Anyone who knows me well will know it's all going to be on the extreme side of things. Um, <laughs> You're an extreme person, Nat. <laughs> Indeed, I like an extreme it. Extreme person. I mean, it's um, not. It's nine o'clock. 
this is this is so late for you. It's so extreme. Way past your bedtime. <laughs> Sorry, Natty. All right, what do we got? Um, so on my list, I've got uh, Eremitten's Dahl by Mork. Ah, ah, yes. It came round to the Mork. Yeah, we played some yeah. Mork on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Just then... really, really quality black metal, Norwegian black metal. It's so good to um, see that he did something uh, after working with Mindy for so long. <laughs> right? uh, oh, boy. Oh, uh, oh we've, hit, we've hit new lows, people. Was that was that Mork, uh, the one that was just Mork? Yes. That doesn't yeah. he, he says does oh does it mean dark? No, it doesn't mean dark. It just means Mork. mork. It just means Mork. It yeah. just means Mork. So anyway, now uh, your your next release after Mork. I have uh, uh, Chonoborg's self title. Oh, yes, Chonoborg. Fuck yeah! I want to fly to. Where's he from? The Czech Republic. Yeah. I want to fly over there and just. Pat this young twenty-one-year-old on the shoulder and ask, "Who hurt you?" <laughs> <laughs> I want to pat him on the shoulder and go, "You're fucking twenty-one. You're creating this shit. You're amazing. Yes. Like I can't wait for what else he's going to come up with." I reckon. Just... I reckon he's probably related to Hieronymus Bosch. <laughs> yeah, totally. kind of get that feel from listening to that album. That's that's a stupid... yeah. And I mean, a, a lot gets yeah. said about the sort of one man metal projects these days which are sort of especially black metal has sort of cropped up there a dime a dozen but this mm. is just such a cut above the rest isn't it it is just so yeah, extreme in in every sense of the word in in terms of volume in terms of progression in terms of composition in terms of lyrics in terms of vocals yeah yeah it's a fantastic yeah. record good Incredible. call that mm Nice one. What else have we got on the list? I've got one that popped up on a lot of like end of year lists actually, which was pretty good to see because they're not a big big band. But um, Spectral Voices eroded corridors of Unbeat. Great, great, great album. What did you like about that one? I don't know. I've been getting into this whole kind of like black doomy death kind of amalgamation, and that was one of the really standouts. That you just had a lot of really good feeling, a lot of good. Um... It was just such a good mix of styles, wasn't it? Yeah, like there was just this beauty of mixing them all together, kind of in that same, in the very similar, not same, but that kind of beautiful meld of Black Doom Death, same with Chonaborg, but mm. in a very different way, but yeah. still kind of. Certain, certain aspects. I'm pretty sure there was reverb on those vocals from memory. Uh, that is why you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, what's next on the list? Um, Alteridge's Ending Cats. Hey. Uh, our last caller, Mitch, uh, just uh, suggested the same album in his list. Yeah. This is interesting yeah. because we're uh, we're getting it sort of like straight one after the other, so double ups. No edits. No edits. Well, let's be honest, edits. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As far as you guys are concerned, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit exactly. heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed their first release, and they've just kept up the good shit with this one as well. So, uh, really, really enjoyed this one. Mm. <clears throat> Uh, next I've got, which was a late uh, 2017 release, is Vortex Never Darkness. Oh, you Ooh. put me onto this the other day. Yeah, this was uh, a yeah. good find, yeah. 
Yeah, I had to actually check if it was released this year or last year, but it was actually released in November mm. last year. And again, just that really death, really deathy, doomy, um, black metal elements. Sprinklings in it. Yeah, it's just fucking great. I've been listening to that a lot. Um, yeah. Everything all right at home, Nat? <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> just really into this death. Doom, black, kill them all. Death, That's... doom. It's a good mix of death, doom, and just black. Just more death. Just d- more death. Yeah, I um, think yeah. Uh, I think that's like a good a good sign for for fans of the genres. Though, yeah, really. very you know, much so. Is there anything uh, coming up in the year ahead that you know of that uh, release wise that you're looking forward to? Uh, Our ruins, a Swedish black metal band. They've got a new one coming up sometime this year so i'm looking forward to that yeah um again i'm hoping dark throne is releasing something this year they keep pretty quiet until right around the last minute time yeah 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 so i suspect that something's in the works so fingers crossed Mm. Um, Um, hey nat before you go um mm. i just have one more question now we're asking sort of like a curve. Each each listener has a curveball question. This is my curveball question to you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Now, if in in some sick, sad, weird, twisted world where Dark Throne didn't exist and, and Fenris didn't exist, who in the black metal put, scene put the knife down? Would you kiss on the bum? <laughs> So if you had to kiss anyone else, any other metal dude on the bum, but you couldn't kiss Fenris's bum, can I have a guess at what the answer is going to be? Sure, go on. I'm thinking between two people. It's either going to be Frost, kissing between the two people, or it's going to be Frost, or it's going to be Gal. I was going to say Gal. Oh, I already met Gal, so I don't yeah, know. Like he'd play the guy, but I don't, don't want to kiss him on the butt. No. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, maybe mix it up. Maybe a bit of frost. You know, frosty lips. That'd be great. That's awesome. Um, one other thing that I'm sure you're probably excited about as far as releases for 2018, but uh, I know imminently your new podcast is going to be having uh, a yeah. second episode as well. Do you want to talk about um, Inspired by? Uh, sure, I'll give it a little plug. Um, so me and Maz, who has also been on the DTABM podcast, and it's Tane's lovely partner. <coughs> um... Shameless, shameless <laughs> uh, plugs there for all of us. But no, I think the listeners yeah, were, she's blind, interested. but she's lovely, you know. End <laughs> <laughs> <NDF, NDF. laughs> but... Hey, we're all forgiving creatures, right? <laughs> <laughs> Some more so than others. Anyway, yeah, okay. keep, keep going. Keep going yeah. about Inspired By. Uh, so we've started a podcast called Inspired By, which is born from the idea of um, looking at uh, works of fiction. We're mainly just focusing on films at the moment, but it could be literature or what have you, songs, poems, whatever, um, that are inspired by actual events. So we uh, put up our first episode just before the end of last year, which was on The Exorcist. And hopefully by next week we should have the next episode up. Nice one. Uh, can you give us any spoilers or are you going to do big announcements? 
Uh, all right. Uh, I guess I could give you guys an exclusive. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Awesome. So the next episode is going to be on the movie Alive and the 1972 Uruguayan flight disaster in the Andes. Fucking amazing. Excellent. We ended up having to eat each other. Yeah, yeah. AKA. Exactly. Yeah, we ended up having to eat each other. Amazing. Ah, well, look, uh, we're looking forward to hearing from uh, hearing from the Inspired by Camp. Looking Indeed. forward to episode two. Indeed. And, uh, and we'll be sure to put up links and stuff to the podcast so listeners can go check that out as well. I mean, obviously, finish listening to us first, but then go over to Inspired by and, <laughs> and listen, listen to Listen to all of our episodes once first, and then... And then, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, then, then you know, get on to, then get on to the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, excellent. you never know, maybe your next episode can be about... Three guys dying on air. Yeah. Which is what just we do on a then. regular yeah. basis. Some kind of suicide pact. The true uh, story of. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nat. Thanks heaps for the call and for your time. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Hello, baby. Yeah, this is the big bubble speaking. <laughs> oh, you. Do I want? Will I want? Oh, baby, you know what I like. Joining us now, uh, longtime listeners will know from uh, a few appearances on the Deaf Talk About Metal podcast and at the Deaf Talk About Metal live shows. Oh, more than a few appearances at the live shows, yeah. definitely, yeah. We have uh, the one and only uh, Betty Bandit. Betty, thanks for calling. No problem. How are you guys? We're great. Thanks for joining us. And we can't wait to hear what your top releases were for uh, 2017. Just uh, keep in mind, uh, Typo Negative yes. aren't releasing anything because Pete's dead. Fuck you, guys. And, you sorry, edit point, edit point. <laughs> and, Fuck you. And uh, just remember also that anything Danzig releases doesn't count because he is a bit of a hack. Oh, you're killing me. I'm just going to uh, leave now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what have you got for us on the list? Yeah, well, I don't really have much of a particular order. That's totally and... cool. And I don't know, it's been a weird year for me, I think, with 2017, but definitely um, sort of at the top there was really, I always pronounce this wrong, so forgive me, but it's all, um, I really dug Tuck, is that how you say Oh, oh yeah. Tokke. Yeah. yeah, come winter, the winter, however you say it. Come, but yeah, come that winter. Was, um, yeah. yeah, that was a great record. Gary I thought it was, yeah. Up. Uh, I was really impressed by that album. It was Me uh, too. a bit unexpected I was, there. I thought it was very quiet kept as well. Like it wasn't something that was promoted too well, I don't think. But yeah, I listened to it and I dug it. And yeah. It didn't make a lot of end of year lists. I didn't, didn't really hear much about it online very much. Yeah. And they toured and stuff too. So I was a bit, you know, yeah, surprised but... by that. But... It's interesting. It's something that I definitely like that. dug. Yeah, it's it flew under the radar, unfortunately, but I think it's definitely worthy of making making some end of year lists. Uh, what what else? What's next on the list for you, there, Betty? 
Okay, so I've also got, um, now this is a bit of an odd one for me because I'm not much of a thrush person. Like I do, I do, you know, like a bit of thrush here and there, but for me, I really dug overkill, so grinding wheel. Grinding wheel, yes. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was just, you know, really, you know, solid thrush, really fun and just really, you know, they're, they're not young guys either and they've, you know, put out, like what over seventeen albums, something like that. I'm not sure. I'm not counting, but it's pretty. Like, uh, I pretty thought epic. They, yeah. They've honed their craft. Yeah, like I think, like to bring that out again, a solid thrush album. It was still fresh as well. It wasn't like sort of the same shit that you hear over and over again too. So I thought I was really impressed by that. So, uh, are you gonna go yeah. see them uh, when they come to Sydney later this year? Definitely. I haven't seen them yet, so it's definitely on my list. Mm. Excellent. Nice one. Speaking of lists, what's next on yours for releases? Yeah, so another one for me that uh, surprisingly impressed me because their last few albums weren't too exciting was uh, Morbid Angel, The Mighty Morbid. Oh, right. Uh, Kingdom Disdained. Yeah, like the last couple ones, like 2011 or something, if I'm wrong, can't remember. But um, they didn't impress me too much. And I've always liked Morbid Angel too, so I was really impressed by this new one. I thought it was just brutal as fuck, so it's, I was impressed. It's always nice to be not disappointed by a band you love after exactly. a couple of releases you're lukewarm on. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's probably about about it. Like an honourable mention as well was I know people weren't too impressed, but I was really happy with Cannibal Corpse as well. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Red also Before Black. Mighty Cannibal Corpse. So, yeah. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Cannibal Corpse. They're... You know what you're getting on the label. Never. Uh, yeah, it's, it says it. That's fine. It's Cannibal Corpse. It's, it's no necks. It's fast. It's heavy. It's uh-huh. a Big Mac. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly, like a Big Mac. right? Except the special yeah. sauce is blood. Yeah. And in France, they call Cannibal Corpse Le Big Mac. <laughs> yes, I have heard that. Pop, pop fiction. It's a hidden point just there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, look, we've been springing um, surprise uh, questions on uh, our callers tonight. Oh, yeah. And so for the surprise question for this one, I'm going to throw to Jeremy and uh, see what he's uh, got for us. I don't have anything prepared. <laughs> this is actually such That's a surprise a, he's question. He's bringing the surprise on me. Yeah. He's just gonna. He's just gonna tease me. I am not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Tane, you're asking. That's pretty unlike Jeremy. That's unlike me. That's out of character. Okay. Okay. If um. Okay. If each of us were going to portray hey, Betty just, Bandit just, just in the one... Betty Bandit biopic. Fuck you, Gary. Oh. <laughs> if, 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 if uh, you know, like that, that David Bowie movie where they got different actors and actresses uh, yeah, yeah, to like yeah. betray Bowie. Uh, you mean uh, Bob Dylan? Uh, sure. Whatever. Yeah. The, the I'm, I'm still here. Or yeah, the, yeah. 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 That one. I thought it was uh, Bob Dylan. Oh, I was thinking of Tilda Swinton doing David Bowie. Yeah. That was Bob was, Dylan. Ah, uh, it was Bob Dylan. Yeah. That's the one I meant. So just like Bob Dylan, but it's Betty Bandit, and okay. so at, oh, at various points uh, we're going to be portraying Betty Bandit. Which of us would you have portray which part of your life? Ooh, it doesn't have to have happened yet. That's a good question, Tane. I uh, but I want to hear. Well, it's the most convincing. I was, when I started out, I was very classic and sort of 
glamorous. Not that I'm not that now, but I think you can pull that off, Tane. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's very flattering. Tane, Tane oh, is classy. Oh, oh, glamour puss over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm flattered, but thank you. Thank you. So what what about now? What about now in your career where, you know, you've... Uh, You've found your feet. You've uh, got shows coming out the wazoo. Uh, who, who's going to play the more experienced uh, Betty Bandit? Well, I think you and Jeremy can definitely share that. So oh, one okay. show each. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, I, I want to see like where like Betty Bandit is in the future, though, as well. Like when you're in the stately home and like you've kind of got everything. You've achieved everything you need to in your life. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you, you keep like a small amount of men chained down in your basement <laughs> in leathers and oh, whatnot. Oh, that's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's Gary? Yeah, it's Gary. Yeah, He's I can tap into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to be the like Maharishi phase Betty Bandit. Oh. <laughs> like the Beatles when they go to India. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She goes to India to find herself and like gets the whole Eastern influence so, and, and just does heaps of like heroin but doesn't realize it's heroin yeah any any budding filmmakers out there please uh please talk to betty bandit please talk to us yes I let's think make this, this is happen a, let's make this happen 2018 yeah. or we'll just amazing. make it happen on youtube like a youtube video or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think we can i think we can manage that i think there's plenty of uh videos of people who look like gary dressing in clothes that you wear in performances yeah there's a guy called tonetta who's russian uh yeah check him out uh yeah looking like gary uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Betty, do you have any shows or anything coming up that you want to plug? Uh, not for this month, no. I'm taking a bit of a break. But if anyone hasn't checked out my Facebook page yet, you should definitely do that and keep up in the loop. All right, excellent. We'll, we'll, we'll... And I always post new things as well, so it's good to stay updated. Always post nude things. That's yeah, great that's... to hear. That's, that's <laughs> excellent. I think she said new. Oh, new. Oh, I said new, not new, but that's... sometimes there's new. So if that floats your boat, you send, know. Sends news. Yeah. S- send news. Send <laughs> 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 news. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Betty Bandit. Thank uh, you for joining us. It's been a pleasure us. as always. Thanks for having me.
Doctors of Torment <laughs> from the band Crypt Rot. Hey uh, guys, did, was Neil Hamburger just here? <laughs> Should I, can I can I can I read all of it as Neil Hamburger? Uh, I insist that you do. <laughs> it was Chapters of Torment from the from the band Crypt Rot. They they had an absolutely appalling album for, uh, called Embryonic <laughs> Devils. Yes. <laughs> Before that, we we heard some absolute disappointment, some real filth from uh, from the band Wild Speaker. They they had a song called Spreading Adder, and they they were just so. Uh, unimaginative as to actually have an album with the same title. It was terrible. Before that, sorry, we had uh, Bereft. They they had uh, an album called uh, Lance and a song called The Ritual. Oh, boy. I reckon, I reckon he would be... He's a pretty depressed dude. Like, he... Oh, He's totally. a pretty depressed guy. He'd be listening to a bit of this stuff. <laughs> He'd be across it. So, now we're going to talk... Teens Overlooked Releases of 2017. What do we got? Teen Overlooked 2017. That just that goes together so well. It was... Um, <laughs> um, 2017 was a weird one. Like I said on the... Um, uh, on our on my post of the the top list, there were a lot of growers and not showers. There were a lot of things that I, I listened to sort of briefly, but they only really sort of showed... Uh, showed their hidden treasures on repeated listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that, and um, again, even after posting up the list, I said it on the post. I know there's things that I'm missing already, so I did want to just quickly play a few things for um Sick. for the listeners. So uh, one in particular, uh, which was uh, Resin, they released um, or Resin are from Chicago, by the way. Um, they released an album called Let It Burn. Uh, obviously, you might be getting a bit of a, a stoner vibe. You would be. <laughs> you would be you correct, would be correct in this assumption. Yeah, uh, I did also put a note saying that this is the album Electric Wizard should have released in 2017 <laughs> um, instead of that steaming pile of shit that was Wizard <laughs> Bloody Wizard. Um, that's let's, the last. Let's I'll not say dwell on the negative. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's let's stay on the positive. And Resin, uh, they were they were really awesome. So I picked a track called Astral Sage uh, for for you. Lovely uh, stoner fans to listen to. Speaking of stoner, what's your second track? Oh, yeah. You know, like, if it wasn't... If one isn't enough, I thought, yeah. that I, I thought that I'd put a little bit more on the list as well. And actually, Gary reminded me about these guys as well. Uh, Acid Witch. Um, now, Acid Witch... Uh, uh, they're another D- Detroit band. Did we have another Detroit band on earlier? Uh, we did. I was uh, ICP. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Southwest Detroit represents swinging the hatchet. So Acid Witch, po- Acid Witch, they could be related to some clowns, possibly. What? What? But, um, what? What? Swing the hatchet at what? Next. Uh, Fagos? Necks and Neddens, apparently. What's a Nedden? Uh, it's a vagina. That's it's a Nedden net net hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm actually really sorry I asked. Uh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, an acid witch could have a Nedden hole. Uh, uh, and, uh, Jeremy, you're not as sorry as I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Acid Witch, they released an album called Evil Sound Screamers. Uh, it's It's got a lot of, um, you know, awesome old school kind of terror trope samples and whatnot it's it's kind of fun it's kind of name like acid witch who'd have thunk it i know i know so i've picked uh a track called nain rouge yeah i like this part of the title yeah nain rouge translates the red dwarf yeah i think that's um 
That's something a lot of us nudes, nudes, nudes yeah, can get fans behind. Of here. Yeah. You know. yeah, it was fun. This was really fun, this album. Yeah, pop this on when it's cold outside and, you know... There's it's a snow kind of atmosphere and you're all alone. More yeah, or more or less. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's next? Anyway, <laughs> let me fly far away from here anyway. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Into um, the next track. <laughs> um, this... I swore that we, we were going to put this on, I think possibly even twice... Um, but unfortunately we didn't get around to it. It was released much earlier in the year. Uh, Danish band called Demon Head. I knew you'd have to choose a, a song that only you could pronounce. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I suppose so. It's, um, it's very much, um, it, Gary, are you going to do a Google translate? No, 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 no. <laughs> It's too hard. <laughs> you, you just grabbed your phone in anticipation. It was amazing. Tang, like, Tang 2.0 Tang 2.0 coming out. I know. It's going to replace me soon. Uh, for our listeners, uh, no one listened to this one, but, uh, the last mostly music episode I had, I was joined by Tang 2.0, which was Google Translate. I actually read some of the more difficult to pronounce, uh, song titles. It was like he was in the room. Except it was. The stench. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, tame point one. Uh, my last pick for, for for this block is going to be Demon Head. They released an album called Thunder in the Fields, and it is very much imagine a, a young uh, Buxom Danzig. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a uh, Buxom Danzig. Danzig is very Buxom. Yeah, he is starting to sag a little bit now. Gravity has taken over. Hey, hey, look, that's all fine. But I mean, uh, I think Demon Head is, is an amazing mix of like seventy. Like if Danzig was into seventies stuff that wasn't punk and it was more like like earlier seventies, it, it really has this amazing. The tone is great. The mix is great. The writing is amazing. Uh, the track I'm picking is uh, Menskredern, uh, I believe. Menskredern? Yes, that one. Um, but enough about uh, terrible, terrible pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to listen to those tracks shortly. But be- before we do, we had a little bit of a phone call with a legend in the Aussie metal scene uh, from... Uh, Three Hours of Power, or no, was he Three Hours of Power or yeah. Full Metal Racket? I think uh, three, three Hours of Power going into Full Metal Racket. Yeah, I think yeah. he changed uh, some of the way through. He's now got an online radio station, I won't say the name of because that's a giveaway. <laughs> and he's in a band who, well, we'll get to it, we, we do an intro for him. Yeah, let's let's call. just play the interview and uh, let's let's see who we got to hear from. So that's Lucky, Lucky Sods. So this is part one of the interview and at the end of the podcast we'll have part two. So here we go. Enjoy. Okay, we're here right now with someone that you might know from uh, andrewhogue.com that's a bit of a giveaway (laughs) Uh, 24-hour rock and metal live radio online Uh, he's also in a band called contrive yeah you might know him from life as well if you're one of his friends (laughs) there's there's various ways uh, there's various uh, ways to know this man it's mr andrew hogue welcome How you doing, Andrew? Thanks for joining us. No, thanks for having me. So, uh, I mean, we're we're getting everyone here to talk about uh, top releases for 2017. I'm sure you've got some interesting ones. Give us a mix. Uh, can, we can have local, we can have international, uh, but we'd love to hear what you've got. Yeah, whatever tickled your fancy. Well, I'll be honest, this is probably my first 
well, 2017 was probably my first year where I actually didn't have a number one album. Um, oh. For some reason, I just struggled to get 10 solid albums, even though there were hundreds of releases. And I guess over time, you just get fickle and, and uh, picky about certain things. You know, there's usually uh, an overload of subgenres, and you've got to really dig deep to find the best of the clones because, mm. you know, you're know, <laughs> you know, the same bands doing the same sound. You just really got to dig deep to find the best one that sticks out. Uh, but one album that struck me, it, it was actually just so ridiculous it just had to be in my top ten, purely because it was completely ridiculous. Uh, as a French sort of, I don't know what you want to call him, he's some kind oh, of experimental avant-garde DJ dude. His name is Igor. Igor, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this one. <laughs> yeah, and it was, obviously, yeah, you would have uh, heard of the record he released, I think it was maybe August last year mm-hmm. or something, Savage Synesoid. And it, it literally is one of those, you know, metal's so broad and diverse today and there's a billion subgenres that's created so much segregation now. Everyone's in their own little niche groups. Uh, and I guess now, you know, all the sort of barriers are off. People just do anything now. And that's exactly what he did yeah. through everything, including <laughs> the kitchen sink. That listening to it, 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 it's so ridiculous that you can't help but just remain intrigued as you listen to it. I played it to a mate the other day. Mm. He just sort of just looked at me and like frowned like what it's, it's one of those records of what is going on and also at the same time what's going to happen next but you understand that there's nothing to do with songwriting at all on this album it's just ridiculous he's <laughs> just throwing everything in it was and, a it was uh, a pretty pretty gutsy maneuver there wasn't it yeah. yes because <laughs> yeah, it's the record too but i mean i'd love to see it live purely for just insanity and um uh, so that was one of the records that Again, when I played it, I thought, okay, this is ridiculous. Hipsters are going to say, this is, like, so cool. (laughs) Some orchestral stuff and then some sort of dubstep grindcore thrown in, like, heaps great, yeah. And I just thought, this is so stupid. But the more I listened to it, the more I said, yeah, this is so stupid, (laughs) I just got into it. Yeah, It's really, really bizarre. So that was one record that that sort of um, was in my top ten, or that actually was my number ten record. Uh, for the year, do you want me to count down from ten? Sure, down? yeah, so, man. If you've got an order in your head, that's that's perfect. Yeah, well, we did the uh, the top ten show. Uh, I think it was December seventeenth was uh, the final program for the Hogue Metal show we do every Tuesday night from mm-hmm. nine, of course, on andrewhogue.com. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we cleared seamless a plug. It's uh, <laughs> <Yes>, absolutely <laughs> well practiced, <laughs> listeners, and uh, done a bit of radio. And, uh, let's talk about number nine. I had Godflesh just because of their longevity and the fact that that band is such uh, uh, an institution. I mean, no one was doing what they were doing back then. And the fact that we got a brand new record from the group. And this is a thing what's really strange when people talk about seminal artists that have been around for 20, 30 years, they've created their own sound. They're going to sound like them. So when people hear a new record, oh, it's the same old stuff. But it's like, it's still their own sound. If they came out Definitely. and started copying yeah. another band, they would get crucified. So. I'm finding that a lot of the, the sort of long stayer bands are really trapped in the damn if they do, damn if they don't. Yeah. Oh. Like, what you're going to get if mm. they started to change. I mean, you look at Diabolus and Musica in 98 mm. when they had a little bit of groove going on and everyone's like, oh my God, Slayer's gone new metal. They got crucified. And then they come up with another record and it just sounds like Slayer and everyone's like, you're so mold. So it really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that valid was, point. Fans won't let them win, you know. It's just... What do you expect? So Godflesh to me, it just sounds like pure Godflesh, and I like Godflesh, so I like listening to Godflesh music, so I liked the Godflesh album. So <laughs> you know, that's just how I look at. It. I just go, 
it's so good to hear it because no one has their sound but them. Mm. So that's why I enjoy a lot of these bands that have been around. But number eight will go with this record. You might have heard of it. Mm. It literally sounds like it was recorded in 1979. It almost seems like it's a bunch of b-sides from kiss unmasked or something it was a night flight orchestra oh yes oh i'm so glad to hear you say that That, man that that made my that made my top 10 as well it was uh, oh it was so fantastic i love that to pieces yeah but amber galactic of course has got speed from um soil work on vocals there he's in Mm -hmm. other bands as well as charlie d'angelo from uh, arch enemy yeah yeah when i heard the record i think it's the band's third album so I, i do recall i think i heard maybe the previous record which definitely wasn't as party-ish as this one so maybe i just sort of didn't give it the time of day but when i heard this album i couldn't help but smile i thought this oh, is just yeah. so, this is such a party rock record uh, i think i don't even know if, check on youtube when you get a chance uh, their performance at the rock hard festival oh, in germany i just mm. watched that recently yeah oh. the crowd are just dumbfounded like what is this <laughs> you've, got, you've got to respect you've got to respect a, a, a band that can release that kind of album and then a lead singer that uh, will then wear a beret on stage, you know, like you have to sort of begrudgingly respect that. <laughs> Absolutely. So when I watched that, the live footage, it was just, you know, the band are into it and the crowd are like, what is this? And you got backup singers dressed as flight attendants. Yeah. They've yeah. gone whole sort of thing with that. So yeah, that was an awesome, awesome record. And I listened to it on the weekend again and, and um, I played it to a mate of mine. He, you know, he was a bit apprehensive because he thought, okay, it is common today for some people in the world of metal to make metal to take the piss out of it. Mm. And sometimes it's like, I don't really get the joke. We can get a little bit defensive sometimes because metal's had the piss taken out of it for years. And mm. the fact that sometimes there are bands out there taking the piss out of it themselves, you feel like saying, you don't really belong with us, you know, you, yeah. but that's just the way it goes. But he listened to it and he was a bit sort of, are they taking the piss? No, said, no. I, I thought it was a great homage. But yeah. he goes, hey, I... I because he was a bit, again, on the, on, on the defense about it, not in the, in the aggressive sense, but just thinking, yeah. oh, I'm digging it, but uh, I just sort of, uh, is it a piss take? I go, no, nah, it's definitely not. You know, these guys totally. obviously are at the age where they would have grown up with that mm. and, you know, um, uh, are into that sort of stuff. So it's such an awesome album, and I reckon it's one of those party albums you can play at sort of any real party that isn't even remotely metal and some people might say this is like 70s rock because totally it is. It's totally great. and i think i think you're bang on as well like uh just saying like as far as what they would have grown up with and you hear uh someone like charlie d'angelo and like his early work like that is it, it's actually surprisingly similar to what he's done with night flight orchestra and speed yeah. as well would totally be into that as well when you look at soil work i know speed's been renowned for in interviews that he plays in a metal band, but his vocal approach is pop core, mm. you know, pop sensibility. He's 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 literally sounds like he's he Teddy gets his vocal uh, melodies from pop songs, commercial songs. I mean, I remember when Soil Work really broke around, um, uh, was it Natural Born Chaos? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like wow. And then the next record, uh, I think it was Figure Number Five, came out, and just, the songs were so catchy they were just ridiculous. People go, this is pop metal because. <laughs> he really focused on all the bands always sort of focused on, on the sort of pop sensibility, even though the music metal wise uh, is really strong and, and, and aggressive, but the, the metal is, is what stands out. And, and again, this is just such a, an awesome album. So I'm glad you guys are into it. too. Yeah, yeah totally. Definitely. Totally. I'd love to see him come out here to be honest. Yeah. If it, yeah uh... I, had a, I had a chat with a mate as well. He's in the sort of touring world and he said, you know, are they doing shows? I said, yeah, they're touring right now in Europe. I think they're offered some kind of package for people to, 
you know, fly them somewhere to Helsinki or whatever. And yeah, I saw that. It was a competition or something, yeah. Wow. Sounds like they're really sort of pushing for this as well. And obviously, I'll catch up with Charlie when he gets here with Arch Enemy for uh, download. And, uh, yeah. About... Let's and make it happen. At, at number seven now, I don't know if you guys heard this record, but... Um, it was intriguing and I think it was pretty damn cool because it's just so in your face was the Dead Cross album self-titled ah right with mm. Mr. Mike Patton yes and Dave Lombardo Dave Lombardo yep yeah, yeah it's I mean Patton sort of was laughing at the time when Dave said hey man I got a new project it's kind of just straight ahead punk hardcore thrash and Mike's like you know it's it's pretty stupid to make that kind of record when you're 50 but it's like Patton it's amazing you know and I've, I've obviously seen some uh, live footage that they've done a couple of shows late last mm. year and I, I'm sure that they will come out here I mean how could they not Mike's definitely got one of the biggest fan bases in the world which is in Australia and he's been here countless yeah, times totally. I'm sure it's somewhere down the track someone's going to bring you know this this, uh, this group out and I'll just do a bunch of amazing club shows and so, you know, when I heard about this project, I thought, man, it's just, it's sort of definitely a match made. I mean, you look at when Patton joined with uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, did that EP, you know, that's, that, that fit really well. He's such a diverse, you know, artist that uh, anything he works with generally is, I think, pretty decent, even though it's sometimes <laughs> off the wall. Yeah. It's, uh, he's, he's eccentric and, and what he does is, is just pure art and Dead Cross, I really, really dug that record. And do I go on to number six? Oh, sure, please. yeah, man. Oh, I copped a bit of flack from this, but that's just people being dickheads. <laughs> oh, no, you know, by all means, discuss. Yeah. For a hell of a long time, but this was sort of certainly a, a special uh, moment for myself and for my, of course, twin brother. I play in a band, Contrive, and I put this record in number six out of my top ten for the years. Our first record in, I think, shit, five or six years, maybe oh, longer. Yeah. Uh, it's called Slow Dissolve. We're now a two-piece band, and a lot of people say, oh, why don't you put your own music in there? I said, well, you know, I like the music I make. I think yeah. a lot more people should be proud of what they do in bands, but again, it's that stupid peer pressure. I'm going to look like a dickhead if I wear my own band shirt, which I was today. <laughs> you know, let me one set it. If you love what you do, just run up the flagpole and see yeah, who salutes man. you. That's so totally I've never had shame in that sort of thing. But Bang on, again, oh, man. You've got to back your play. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I had it in there just because, you know, it was quite a milestone. I mean, we sadly lost our father during halfway recording the record, and even, like I said, why this album was special to us because we weren't even sure if we were going to continue even doing any of that stuff even playing i mean it was such a, a hard thing to 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 deal with uh, uh my brother and i were just yeah grief stricken and you just it's the last thing you think about and while you're going through something of a, a forced adjustment so the fact that because my drums were done uh i got back from the states a week uh week i went to, i'm trying to think now um i did the drums went to the states just on a break and then, yeah, he passed away the week after I got back and my brother was doing the guitars while I was gone and then we hadn't done bass and then Tim, our bass player, decided to leave and then Paul hadn't done vocals and it was just, yeah, I, we just put it on the back burner but at the same time, we weren't even sure if it was, it's the last thing we were just thinking about, oh, let's just start jamming. It was just, it was, it was a shit time and like I said, to go through all that, to get it all done and then to to uh, complete something like that for us was just a, a quite a quite an achievement and that's why it's so special to me and I still think the songs are really cool as well as a listener um, mm. and I had it in my top 10 for uh, number 6 so there's my little uh, contrived plug that's rant. awesome man and, uh, and, and yeah definitely I think deserves its place uh, that's that's an awesome story man no thanks now number 5 <laughs> this is another band that obviously influenced us musically but also just a band that deserves so much more credit because 
another long-staying veteran band that, to me, is still releasing amazing music is Prong. Mm. Uh, ah. I think they've released about... I think they've done an album a year in the last three years. I know there yeah. was a covers album. There was uh, No Absolute 10 or whatever it's called last year. Either way, like I said, every year it's like, fuck, a new prong record. And yeah. it's just amazing. Like Tommy Victor's just a, an absolute riff machine. Yeah. So uh, just to have another prong album, it, it sort of struck me because it felt like it was so soon because the other records were still so fresh. But listening to these albums, I'm like, man, these songs are just so damn good. He just keeps writing great, great music. And obviously they toured here a couple of years ago and most people are like, who? So it was kind of, you know, <laughs> some bands don't hit every market. Unfortunately, Australia is now a flooded market and not every band is going to get, uh, you know, a, a decent crowd or people knowing who they are considering there's just probably the same amount of bands touring here than the UK. We're pretty spoiled now. Yeah, uh, but I know Europe they've definitely got a, a massive following there so again it's just great that a band like that is of course still going but still releasing really really good stuff and again these bands back catalogs are just uh, stellar so you guys any of you guys prong fans yeah hell yeah I love prong Tain here is the prong master Tain, yeah Tain here is the, uh, <laughs> the, the prong expert yeah yeah. but what about my love of the band <laughs> yeah that's not just his own prong <laughs> Um, but uh enough about our penises uh what number are we up to uh Uh, four 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 Four. now you would know this group low or look and behold oh Uh, yes indeed yeah good friends with carl actually stellar record i think it was october called vestigial and the Mm. minute i heard some of the new work of that because i've obviously been supporting their previous works for the last few years Mm. uh i was really blown away by the sort of density and the heaviness of yeah it's really had in tune kind of vibe to it just that real dense sort of early in tune sort of chainsaw guitars and Mm. actually them live for the very first time i think it was a week before Christmas or something. It might have been just after my... It was a week I'd finished my final program for the year and that was in my top ten. Of course, we're talking about at number four. Hmm. And, yeah, as soon as I saw them and, you know, you hear these bands, they sound great on record and you really hope that when you go see them live, you kind of have that expectation. We all do. Hmm. Uh, They completely lived up to it. I was just like, man, this is just great. And and Sam, the front man, was just an amazing uh, figure on stage. You know, he's just kind of an Iggy Pop vibe with his double-jointed shoulder blades. <laughs> like a rubber man. Uh, number three, uh, a band that's definitely inspired me to actually pick up the instrument. And people have always been divided since, of course, the main figure man, Max Cavalera, left the group in 96. Simple Tour and they've released uh, album number 14. Derek's been in the band longer than Max, but... You know, the truth is those early years, uh, they just they were untouchable. I mean, mm. I was proud enough to sort of catch them on those 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 years and just blown away. But I think Machine Messiah is possibly the best Sepultura record they've done since sort of Max has left. I mean, there's been mm. a couple of good records like uh, Against I liked and Rawback, and I guess I just remain loyal because I've, you know, developed a personal relationship with most of the members of the band. Mm. And, you know, you want them to continue doing what they love and you try and remain neutral not get involved in the the bickering and the bullshit yeah. that happens and stuff like that so i've tried to remain neutral with all that and just say hey man i'd really dig the record and just listen to it for what it is and not take sides with all the other crap that the media can do and fans as well mm. and and that's the thing you, you got to separate a lot of that personal garbage and just go this is good music as heavy music fans and um obviously eloy the drummer is just an absolute monster i mean Definitely a different drummer from Igor, so to me there shouldn't be a comparison. Everyone's like, oh, he's he smokes Igor, but 
what I love about Igor, he's the reason why I'm playing drums, is because he's completely self-taught and plays just with passion and ferocity, not technique and you know charts and all that sort of shit. Where Eloy's a bit more of a school drummer, mm. uh, kind of got one foot in you know incredible musicianship and and schooling, and you know I'm sure he's been taught and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so it just brings out just a different feel to Sepultura. And again, Andreas is is always to me being the most creative member of that group. That's I mean, if anything, he's the one who kind of leads the charge today. And and you know he's taken it upon himself to not try and recreate the past. And that's the hardest thing for a band. When you look at their earlier career, people just won't let them forget just how amazing they were. And okay, he gets that. That's past, past. And it's hard to let go when you sort of look back and go, fuck, they were just monstrous. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's always just sort of kept moving forward and doesn't really think about the past so much. And it's very difficult when everyone's sort of telling you how good you once were and they haven't looked at the fact that they're actually still pretty damn good now as well. Sure. And that, that's a problem with fans sometimes. They can lock, like all of us, I guess, to a point, want to lock a band in a certain period because it gave us that <laughs> feeling. I mean, if I had a fucking time machine, I'd freeze Metallica in 85. People do in 92. But, I mean, that's life. People are going to change. They're going to evolve. And I think that's a good thing because you don't know what music's going to come out um, of you know, certain artists that have been around over years because over time we grow as people. See, so we're going to get more creative. We're going to try more things. And I just think Machine Messiah is just such a solid, solid album. And from most reports, it's actually done really, really well for them. So we'll see how it all pans out when they um, I come here with Death Angel, I think, in May. May and yeah. um, uh, so that was in my, that was my number three. I guess there's a little bit of a theme going here because at number two, you know, remaining loyal, Cavalier Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to ask that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the best one since they regrouped as brothers being, you know, the Inflicted, the, the, the debut uh, album. Yeah. Something about this album, I listened to it the other day, going to the beach, and I was like, it just doesn't sound like anything they've done before. All right, there are moments where, you know, Max has thrown in the Crucifixion riff and Troops of Doom and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But because they got a lot of little interludes and Igor's been a real electronic sort of DJ guy these days, I can hear some of that creeping in in certain spots. But there are some parts on this song, with there's songs on this album that are just so vicious. You know, Max is just tried and true metal. He's, he, he's always just remained that way, like, his, you know, metalhead to the death, of course, and mm. being inspired by the up-and-coming batch of a lot of extreme death metal. I think that's what's kept him so uh, aggressive, especially the last couple of Softlow records. He's kind of gone away from the whole new metal Kappa tracksuit pants approach and um, <laughs> got back to his, pardon the pun, roots. And, uh, <laughs> oh, maybe his get, family values. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, terrible, terrible joke. That's terrible a, 90s joke about yeah. the family values tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so to the psychosis, I mean, it, it's. I love the fact that it's so. The album's so quick, it's like nine songs, and you just go, mm-hmm. that's it? It doesn't. I mean, the songs aren't, you know, two minutes or anything like that, but listening to the album, it, it's. You know, when I caught up with Max last year and I hadn't heard the record yet and he was just saying, you know, oh, it's kind of like we go to schizophrenia and a rise kind of thing, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was thinking, all right, I'm not expecting to hear exactly that, but I can actually hear some of the spirit of that because I know the producer Definitely. they work with, I forget his name, he'd sort of gone back and listened to all their records and, you know, grew up with them. And, and I, I guess it's kind of maybe what, 
what um, Rick Rubin tried to do with Metallica on Ship Magnetic to try and <laughs> go back to the past and retain the fire. But I just don't think you can do that as a human. You just can't. You can remember, reminisce and go, wow, we did that when we were 24. That's crazy. But sometimes you, it, it, it's very difficult to recapture that in the now because that was then kind of deal. You can't recreate who you once were 10, 20 years ago, but you can still tap into inspiration and, and try and bring some of that back. And I think that's what's kind of captured on Cavalier. I mean, you know, Max and Igor, they, they, you know, I've told them to drop a few pounds when we caught up. And said, <laughs> God, get a bit fit, will you, you know? But um, at the same time, I get they're not 20 and they're not in the Arise era or whatever. It's just, like I said, people evolve. But the fact that they were, they managed to tap back into that spirit, I think, is, is right there on that Psychosis album. And I just hear it and just go, fuck. Yeah, I think they really captured the spirit from the past, but also kept their place in the now because they, they can't go back and be 20 again, obviously. Um, but so I don't know whether you guys rated that record at all. Yeah, man. Like, definitely. I was lucky enough to catch uh, the first... Cavalera Conspiracy tour like um years ago in Sweden the like seeing that power even then like like and being so excited to to be playing music together again and it's like I think what you were saying like tapping into various points in your career uh, I totally agree with that you know and that these guys can still at at their age and their their place in uh in their careers in metal uh, that they can still release something with uh, you know, such anger and ferocity in it is is commendable, definitely. Mm. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I know when they came out and did the Roots tour, and obviously that's just a hark back to the past. And, sure. And, uh, you know, I guess it's a timing thing when you look back and you go, shit, that album's 20 years old. Wow. And the fact that they could still play it and, you know, just get out there and, and slam it was really cool. And the same time, you know, Max and then they could kind of rest on their laurels and not bother with any new sort of Cavalera music at all and just sort of play with the past. But they're kind of doing a bit of both. You know, they're, they're acknowledging what they've once done. Of course, going back to the Roots album. And then they're also, hey, we're going to put out another Cavalera record anyway. Whether old fans care about what they're doing now, that's completely up to them. Sure. Mm. But I still think as, as a listener, this is just still a balls-out metal record. It just so happens to come from two of the most important siblings in sort of the history of heavy metal. And yeah. I think if you're a music fan, you probably don't even know what they've done in the past or heard it. You'll still hear it just go, fuck, this is, in, this is intense. And then if you just go, wow, this is these brothers. And, you know, so I still think it's something that could appeal to newer fans as well. Not just ones who know about what they've done, because um, that's the great thing about metal. You can always go back to the past and revisit what bands have done, whether you're old enough to see them or you weren't. It's always there to just sort of rediscover. And same as, you know, with the station, I'm always rediscovering albums I never heard or bands I've never heard of. And you just go, well, they've got eight albums before this? Jesus. <laughs> so that's the beauty of it as well. It doesn't have to be, oh, I was there, where were you kind of arrogant yeah. with, with fans and stuff like that. It's just... You know, that's just the, yeah, the way it rolls. But, yeah, I got up to number one and just didn't have one because um, it just didn't have one. I don't yeah. know. It just... Uh, I, I thought I thought because you mentioned uh, you mentioned Fieldy before. I've, I figured his <laughs> uh, solo bass album might be up there on number one. That's right. It was a follow-up to Fieldy's Dreams. It was, <laughs> yeah. I think it was called Basically yeah. with, with two S's. Yeah. yeah. That was... That's uh, right. Did you get that? <laughs> uh, look, I got, I got, I'm going to be honest I uh, didn't rate it Well, you know how you were talking about Night Flight Orchestra And it's like, is this a joke? 
<laughs> Unfortunately, the answer was no for the Fildy album. If it was a joke, maybe, you know, it would have some value, but wow. Just horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous playing as well. Like, horrendous playing and sound, just everything. Yeah, Bootsy Collins uh, dug his own grave so he could roll in it well, after he heard that album. That's how bad it was, I think. Uh, you've, got, you've got me intrigued, so I must check it out. <laughs>
This bustling metropolis, the automotive capital of the world, has a long and wondrous history. One of the most fascinating aspects of Detroit, Detroit. Detroit. is its legendary guardian and protector known to citizens as the Nain Rouge. Thanks to Nain, we can spot difficulties and stop trouble before it starts. This will give us more time to spend relaxing with our family.
so right then we had demon head with that uh track that teen pronounced earlier in the podcast Metaskederen. uh at the beginning of that uh block of music we had resin with astral sage and right in the middle there we had acid witch with nain rouge the red dwarf the red dwarf it's cold outside no kind of asps here um and before that we had our part one of our little chat with the hoaxter andrew hoag the hoag the hoganator i uh, was shiting myself a little bit today. it was a bit strange for me because i grew up uh you know as a young metalhead listening to him on the radio and yeah. getting uh you know recommendations for new music hearing new things uh under the guidance uh, it's ridiculous of... in here guy. I'm st- I've just finished mopping up yeah <laughs> it, it, uh, we... it was everywhere it's okay I'm aiming it into the bucket so I'm not yeah I know yeah <laughs> but uh, it, it was hey, what, Jeremy what did you do with that bucket it's, uh, it's, so, uh... no no it's a really good chat with that uh... <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it this bucket's empty. It's... Yeah, so part one was good. Part two was excellent also. Uh, we'll hear that a bit later on. But uh, we've got just uh, three more tracks of our overlooked uh, releases to play from 2017. We've got up first. So up first is uh, one of mine. It's a speed metal band from New Zealand. And they're called Stalker. So... Uh, I thought I'd include a track that wasn't a black metal track. Uh, First time for everything. I know, yes. I know. It's starting the new year off fresh. Uh, just like uh, Vulture, who uh, mm. released before them, uh, Stalker just bought bought out some no bullshit... Uh, kiwi Speed. S- kiwi Speed. <laughs> some good Kiwi... Pure, pure, pure. uncut Kiwi Speed. <laughs> Uh, which... some pure mongrel mob speed <laughs> uh, you know with a bit of the slayer screams the, you know the, the angel of death screams uh, thrown in here and there uh, the album Shadow of the Sword we're going to listen to the title track off that album coming up and then we're going to listen to I was making fun of Tane before for his obsession with stoner stuff and my final track is from a band called Toke. <laughs> uh, off the album Orange, a uh, song called Within the Sinister Void. This was such an impressive uh, sort of stoner record with some doomy sort of elements in there, but some great sort of punky sort of vocals. So uh, enjoy. From me to you, have a Toke, have an orange on standby when you get the munchies, <laughs> but don't smoke too much. Because you'll end up within the sinister void. <laughs> wow, that was that was so much dedication. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank um, you, man. My my last uh, track was just something that um, I only really got around to listening to sort of at the end of the year anyway, and and listening listening back, I was like, ah, I want to I want to feature this once. It's actually a local band called Doctor Colossus who, um, for locals who are paying attention, who also love Simpsons memes as much as I, <laughs> they were you actually... do bloody love a Simpsons meme. 2017 was the year of terrible Simpsons bands. 
Um, and there was that Oakley Doakley band. I think they were 2016, weren't they? Were they? Oh, well. Oh, maybe even, I don't know. Anyway, they were horrendous. Then there was some other Australian one. They were only around for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. There was another Australian one that was like horrendous pop punk from fucking Perth or some shit. And it was absolutely terrible. These guys, Dr. Colossus, they actually have the riffs. I reckon they actually made it funny. Uh, And this album's just a bit of fun. Unfortunately, uh, their drummer passed away at the end of last year, which I was kind of, uh, you know, obviously a bit of a fucking downer for them. But I did just want to play one song, uh, all of them are themed to Simpsons episodes, and this one is Future Bart, where Lisa becomes president. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's pretty sweet. I think just, it's fun. It's Bang Bang Bart. You're <laughs> fat. Just more me to love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just before we throw to those songs, uh, uh, we have a long-time listener, uh, Sabrina, who couldn't uh, was going to be calling in. Uh, she couldn't uh, call in. Uh, because of other stuff happening in her world. Mm-hmm. But she said um, she gave me some uh, stuff that she liked in 2017 and said, now you can imitate a French accent and speak for me if you want. Uh, she's originally from Pran- uh, France. She lives in uh, London. Uh, London. So if you guys don't mind, I'm going to give... Oh, please, oh, please. Okay. French uh, a little yeah, bit of a bash. That would be amazing sure. for Sabrina. <clears throat> sure. Okay, here we go. Uh, Gary Grimm's French accent. Whoop, whoop. Oh, for f- <laughs> Juggalo fam represent shit. All right. First on her list, uh, Fagu. That's not a band. Ha ha ha. Okay. The, okay, look. It must the, be a regional dialect. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere around Brittany. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, look, the, the releases she gave us were Wormwood. Uh, she said uh, thanks to our podcast for this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, to Fear and Ulva. Yeah, was good Another mm. mention of zeal and ardor, much to Jer- oh Jeremy. Ah. Jeremy just poked me in the uh, eye with his burner. Très excellent. Ah, uh, je ne comprends pas. Uh, oui, pipi. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "Oh, and Chelsea Wolf." And I sent Chelsea Wolf was hectic. I oh, sent I her. Yeah, it's really good. I sent her a gif of John Cleese in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, being a French man. Excellent. Uh, so there we go. That's, that's from... Good to see... That's uh, from the UK. That's awesome. Thank Australian, you for... Uh, French relations going so well. Uh, well, you know, we've, we've got a great way of keeping up uh, positive mm. international relations. Relationship. Yeah. Especially in the last few years. But uh, th- thank you, Sabrina, for contacting us. Did thank you, you for sticking around and listening to, to us. For so long. Indeed, as well. indeed. Did you know that my French Australian name is Les Miserables? Anyway, uh, let's throw to that music Les that we talked about before, starting <laughs> with Stalker and Shadow of the Sword.
there you have it. That's the last you're going to hear about 2017 from us. That's it. It's gone. Yeah, forget about it. Forget it. We you're can't... dead to me, 2017. Have you got a calendar so I can spit on it? The 2017 and then, and then burn, burn it. Yeah. And then and piss on if the we got, ashes. We got 2017 year olds and then pissed on them and then burnt them and then spit on the ashes. Oh, that sounds like a Jeremy's weekend. <laughs> uh, anyway. Sick of it. See, just being a bloody punching bag. Stop making it so easy. Uh, look, kind of like your mum. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's why they call her Sunday mornings. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, before we go, sure. Yeah, happy to keep this one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm steaming ahead. This is take three of the outro, so I'm just gonna fucking roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to plug a couple of things, and then we'll talk some DTABM things. Sounds um, good. So I wanted to plug our friend uh, Nat Harmer, who you heard on the last proper episode of the podcast. I think yep. he called in, and we he talked did. to him over the phone about. Big fours or festivals or something like that. Uh, he is putting on a m- metal gathering in 2018 in Wagga. Now there's play so twice. Oh shit! <laughs> nice. Then oh, you get what I'm trying to say. We we get it. <laughs> twice named because it's nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, it's called Storm Crew. It's at a place called the Home Tavern. Uh, in the the base bar there, I think it says. Uh, yeah. Let's just get a bit more information. So we've got a lineup. Uh, Trigger from Victoria are the headliners. Uh, Friends of Death Door by Metal and Filed are going to be yep. playing there. Excellent. Odysseus Reborn, who from Queensland, who you might have seen at the last uh, Metal United Down Under in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And Stone Sovereign, so a bit of Viking folky metallic happenings there. There's a name like Stormcrow, you needed some some Viking action. Yeah, there, right? exactly. Yeah, and when you think Vikings in Australia, think Wagga Think Wagga Wagga. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So doors are at 6pm, uh, it's 18 only, 18 plus, uh, tickets are $15 at the door. So get along to that and just support uh, metal happenings in Wagga because from what Nat reports to us, there's not a lot. uh, Well, you know, they try to get it off the ground and, you know. Yeah, there's there's bands and there's shows and there's fans, but as far as being a a, a national or international uh, kind of stop on on the, on the, the tour map, they're, they're making it become a thing, which is yeah. which is fucking excellent. It's like really so they need your effort. support, even if it's a bit of travel or whatever. I don't think I mentioned the date. It's Saturday the 10th of February. Yeah. So 2018, get along to Stormcrow. I also wanted to plug, there's a page uh, run by a metalhead. I think his name is Brando Smith. It's on Facebook. It's called Muso Legion, and he graciously lets me plug our stuff on there sometimes and it's just a gathering for people that want to talk about music metal music and music related things if you like a honk and you like a headbang head over yeah muso legion all one word anyway guys uh new year new me right so there you have it yes yeah 
It's uh, it, there's gonna be some changes. But to gonna... to Death Tour by Metal, uh, we've been taking your feedback, but we want more. We want more of it. So, we're gluttons for yeah, your feedback. We're insatiable. Uh, Our appetite for your feedback is enormous. I'll, I'll swallow it. Uh, <laughs> came out way fucking. You still got that uh, crickets handy there? You got that crickets. Uh, uh, Gary insert the crickets. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Uh, so look, uh, we've already taken some feedback on board. There's going to be changes in the future, but uh, let's see what the future holds. Uh, contact us on on the email uh, devtoolbm at gmail.com, on the Facebook. You know where all this shit is. SoundCloud. However, you know, uh, and talk to us. Let us know what you want to see from the Devtoolbub Metal Podcast in 2018, guys. Whew. It's been swell. We made it. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> it has been swell, and there has been a lot of swelling uh, yeah. throughout this episode of the Death Tour by Metal Podcast. And just like so all... hot, gotta go get an ice pack. Yeah, just like oh. all good localized swelling, eventually that... it should go down or go and see a doctor. That, yeah. <laughs> that was verging on a little bit of Al Pacino there. I wonder, is he nearby? I don't know. You never know. He might be here in 2018. You never know. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's gonna te- give us a little teaser right I now. I can't remember what, what Al Pacino. Was the name of Sounds like. <laughs> what was the name of that uh, that cop oh. who did the um you know he had like a like a weird vibe where he was undercover all the time? I totally can't remember his name. <laughs> Al, Pacino Al Pacino played. Al Pacino playing a weird cop. So yeah. every yeah, it's Al like Pacino. every Al Pacino. Oh yeah. So uh yeah, just like make it like every Al Pacino movie. Everyone where he's not a gangster. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn, just finished the episode. <laughs> All right, not fucking around. Uh, we are going to throw to the Hoagie interview part two. We don't need to intro this any you more know than him. that. You yes. love him. So we're just going to say goodbye now. Yep. Thanks and, for listening. Uh, guys. Am I Thanks waving? For <laughs> It's a, what? it's an audio, it's the oral senses, the or- uh, yeah, not you can, the you visual. You might definitely hear the, the wind. Hear that? Uh, that's me waving. Frenzied, frenzied. Uh, Stop talking, ready? Exactly. You hear that? Oh, there we go. That kind of worked. Yeah, I can uh, kind of I, I thought you were going to wave, not do something else. That... There was definitely oh, skin see, flapping right. in the ble- yeah, breeze. Yeah, right. just that's very yeah, funny. Yeah. Oh boy, crickets. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, thanks for listening, guys. Here is Andrew Hogue and us three Pelicans. Thanks so much for uh, chatting to us and uh, chatting us through your top 10 ish. Um, (laughs) Speaking of uh, Fieldy and Corn, looking forward to uh, Download Download. Festival (laughs) uh, coming to Australia. Thoughts on the lineup? I think the lineup's cool. I mean, I get that. This is a problem with Australia. Like I said, we're sport for choice. Soundwave was a great innings for so many heavy music fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, you know, it, it shut itself in the back end as, uh, you know, behind the scenes. It wasn't to do with, oh, no one was going. It was selling out every year. Yeah. And I think the lineup was great. And it, it, they did it right in the sense of combining various heavy scenes, you know. Very much so. Metal people people can hang out with hardcore people, whatever. You know, they're building some kind of camaraderie. Uh, And I think it's just understanding the market here as well. It's not Varkin. It's a small country. 
you're not going to get 80,000 people that are desire to see Watain or Borg. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly right. You, you've got you to... hear all the metal fans who just, oh, this is not a true metal festival. You know it's what? Like... Save your money, go to one. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't you... come in here. Australia doesn't have the population and these promoters aren't dickheads. They know it costs a hell of a lot of money to bring things here mm. and they've got to look at the statistics. They don't lie when they've got to figure out who's a good draw card uh, and when you see all the negativity from some of the fans, I just switch off because I know it's just usually two people having a wind magnified by, you know, people thinking everyone's hating on the festival. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's usually less that are whinging than those who are actually excited about it. And the trouble is mm. people tend to focus on the whinges first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Excited about it. So I, my prediction, it probably will sell out. I heard tickets are actually selling super, super well, mm. or even when they were put out. Uh, on sale, uh, so I reckon, I reckon it would should hopefully sell out by the time it comes, yeah. or it may be close to it. Uh, but from what I'm hearing, most reports from a few, a few of the folks that are a part of the festival, that um, it's definitely what been really well received, and just ignore the haters and get on with it. And I, I think it's, I think it's good that we've got something, mm. um, you know, of, of a festival in this country, and obviously Download does have a, a, a good track record. Yeah. Uh, in the UK, it's just you know logistically, you can't bring every band here that is on the lineup in in the UK. Mm. Uh, but it's a good start in the right direction because this could be the the you know good things of, of things to come for next year because they're a completely different company. They've got nothing to do with Soundwave. They have no ties with any of the people. It's just going to be all right. This is download number one, and we're going to try and build on the brand and see what we can do and see if we can make it bigger and better. And maybe next year we'll probably go to other other cities, just like Soundwave did. Soundwave started out, I think, in Perth on the back of a truck or something. So <laughs> yeah. everything start from the ground up. It's just that Download's going to do really well from I believe from the get go purely because most heavy music fans are itching for a, a festival again because mm. we haven't had one for a couple of years or at least one of this sort of magnitude. And, um, you know, I think people like to sort of just get in amongst it and be at a, at a festival um, experience uh, as well. Lineup wise, I mean, again, you just go there to see what you want to see and ignore the rest. I mean, people <laughs> win jobs at 99 all over again. I mean, there is a new matter of emergence. And when you look at that lineup, you think, shit, it, it just shows the, the, the longevity and the artists that are on the bill. Yeah. Uh, if, these promoters didn't think that these bands had the pull or the draw card, they wouldn't put they it on wouldn't the bill. Be on They're not there. stupid. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so obviously there are people that want to see these bands, whether they want to stand there and laugh at Fred Durst and go, oh my God, I feel like I'm 16 again. <laughs> or they're just the greatest shit, you know, I'll ever see. Up to the fans, of course, to, uh, you know, think that when they go and see them. But um, I think they've got a good mix. Again, I'm not into the good Charlottes and the punk and all that sort of stuff, but I understand that they've gone the route of keeping it broad because we all know how fickle metal fans are. We're all yeah. one of them in our own lives. And um, I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Never encountered so, that ever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, just go there for the experience if you're, interest, if, if you're into it. If you're not, just stay home and, and watch Barkin replays or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did hear interesting yeah. things about um, the uh, Unifier Festival, strangely. Uh, there was that video that surfaced yesterday of people playing uh, Uno in the mosh pit. Yeah, you know, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that's retarded. That's stupid. <laughs> you had it here first, folks. This is another example. Like, are people just taking the piss out of metal even more just 
just because obviously social media has given everyone a chance to be their own star. So straight away, let's do something stupid. Someone's going to film me, then I'm going to go viral and I'm going to be so cool. Oh, but there was a band played. Did you watch them? <laughs> no, because it was getting filmed. Something we don't know me. who the band was. That's <laughs> it. We actually don't know. Yeah. Exactly. So that's just the age of narcissism, man. No, I mean, very it's much so. just ridiculous. Mm. And, um, yeah, so anyway. But like I said, Unify, again, that's another example of a scene within a scene within a scene. Mm, yeah. Uh, they've cornered their market for their scene, and it's still heavy music. Unfortunately, fans that are into Emperor aren't going to like Architects, <laughs> anything like that, when to me, they're all, it's all just, to me, it's all metal, but it's just, it's divided by a fashion, it's divided by a look, mm. uh, and unfortunately, it's, it's uh, everyone's not going to get along anymore. It, it used to be, metal used to be outside of music where it was, the minority metal fans versus the majority of the general public. Mm. Oh, you can't be into that. That's devil's music. Now there's way too much infighting, too much bullshit. Oh. And, like, unfortunately, it's just the ego of the fans that, and the media that are egging this crap on. Generations of different types of bands that are coming out that are trying different stuff. Mm. And um, so I just tell people, you know, try not to be everything to everybody. Same as a station. I'm not about to play, you know... Uh, every single band that was on that bill. Yeah. A couple of mine do support because I like, mm, uh, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? Those artists aren't completely my sort of audience. I stick with what I know and, and hey, there's plenty of other places and outlets that are into those artists too and go and check them out. Uh, I think, is it, uh, uh, they're playing download uh, to quote Nails, you will never be one of us. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing them. That's that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. They didn't they? Didn't they say they weren't going to do shows? And everyone's like, "You guys are the greatest band ever." And Decibel Magazine. And then they said, "I think they got so much hype, and then just went, no, we're not going to play shows." Yeah, I think I think that's what happened. But I mean, to be honest, I mean, it can't be that hard. It's only a 15 minute record, so <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, it's just not. Come on, out. guys, yeah. just smash it out, and go home. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they'll be doing it at, uh, was it Rat Rattler, I Red think? Rattler up yeah. here in Sydney. Yeah, they can go to the Bolo across the road, get a beer, order order some food, and then while they're waiting for it, play a set. Play a set, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, Andrew, you've been very generous with your time. We won't keep you for too much longer. We want to thank you so much. Great. <laughs> right. um, I've got a show tonight, so I'm already warmed up. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Nice. Excellent. Finally, before we let you go, uh, it is my understanding you're going to see Mayhem uh, tomorrow night? Yep. Um, what else uh, are you looking forward to that's in the pipeline for this year, gig-wise? Or release-wise, for that matter. Anything you're looking forward to for 2018? I've already got tonight's program uh, ready to go and what's <laughs> coming up, and I've already got at least 22 new releases already for the year. Whoa. Uh, wow. It's ridiculous. You know, there's Leaves Eyes, Machine Air, there's Pestilence, there's Philip H. and Soma and the Illegals, New Shining, Therion, there's Watain, A Perfect Circle, there's Cynic, which dropped today. Yes, uh, new I heard WK, that. There's Fu Manchu, New Priest. Oh, the Legend new Fu Manchu, yes. Featuring, of course, Danny Carey from Tool and um, um, Brent from ah. Mastodon. Uh, what else is there? New Skin Lab, White Wizard, Orphan Land. Uh, mm. It's it's immense. So, you know, huh. it's just unforgiving. There's just so much metal out there. And Have you heard the new Machine Head Bastard single? I have, uh, yes. Yeah. Let, let, let me ask what you thought of that first before I say anything. <laughs> I'm just not into the Dropkick Murphys or that Irish folk kind of. I it just. Uh, yeah, doesn't yeah. Work. I think I mean, Dropkick Murphys called. Um, uh, what's his name? Shit. Uh, Rob Flynn and said, uh, you know what? We don't want our sound back. You can keep <laughs> it. 
we, we, we just heard that and we, we don't want to be like a part of it. It's like a cursed leprechaun. You pick up his stick once and then you become a leprechaun and you have to like give the stick on and you're cursed until you pass it on. I think that's yeah. maybe what's happened with the Dropkick Murphys and uh, Machine yeah. Head there, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit too much Dropkick Murphys in Time of Your Life by Green Day, I think, happening in that. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I understand bands, I want to try and grow and change and stuff, but sometimes over time, if you've kind of cornered your sound and that's what people are going to expect, do a side project away from that totally. like Metallica and Lulu, you know, otherwise... Exactly, call it something just, else. Or, or, yeah, or, or, yeah, or don't so, make the Lulu record as well you know like <laughs> uh so yeah i was i was i mean i saw a friend's post just going jesus what happened i thought oh i'm gonna listen to this i'll play it tonight i definitely want to get people's opinions but yeah. um yeah it's um you know rob's always never care what people thought anyway he's just gonna put it out there and he's got sure. opinions that worship him anyway and they'll tell him it's great but um i don't know you got i guess to me i gotta to listen to the whole record in its entirety and see sort of where it fits if it's one of those it should have been a b-side or it does flow with the flow of the album all right it might sort of sit nicely somewhere and go you know what it kind of is a chain you know when people say it's good halfway through the record it kind of brings the mood down and then it brings it back up again so you know to me sometimes tracks on their own sure. you can be completely shocked by what you've heard because it's a single but other times they might sit nicely in a, in a record in its entirety whether people actually give albums in its entirety a, a, a chance remains to be seen today because it seems to yeah, be it's very very different these days next song you know mm. the world of impatience well excellent look I, I know jeremy was trying to wrap it up just then but i got one last question and we'll let you go if that's all right uh look we've been doing the podcast now for almost two years i yeah, think about two years uh you were on triple j for i think it was 10 years was it yeah, over a decade, eleven years, I think. Yeah, something and, like that. And of course, you're doing your your um, radio station now online. Um, yep. Are there any tips that you can give us to make our podcast better? <laughs> just just more listenable. Um, you want the audio critique and quality? I have to probably listen to the podcast. And <laughs> just be be more like Hague. <laughs> this stuff, but um. To me, the advice is just keep doing what you love. That's what I did. I mean, I didn't make the decision for Triple J to let me go. They did as much sure. as everyone's like, oh, Hoagie parched the torch. I said, no, they took the torch from me. So when I knew literally the year I was getting the boot in advance, they told me at the start of the year, oh, we're going to look for some. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? So long story short, I kind of knew that was coming and I was praying that they were going to overturn it. I kept delivering as best I could every week uh, to do best show I could. Um, and then they made their decision, um, and then whatever they did after that, holding the competition, I just term, I just moved forward. Because coming up to the end of that, I thought, what am I going to do? Because I've always I've loved radio. I fell into it at a young age, and I've always told people it's never about me. It's a message that I can put across to people and, and share the passion, you know. But obviously, when you're on air, you to me, you got to learn to present well and, and hold yourself well as well, because people can just turn the dial straight away and just go, this guy's shit. Uh, so you, I learned at the same time, presentation helps, um, learning to, to speak well and, and good grammar and all that sort of stuff as well. You, cause you know, you've got people's attention. That's, that's huge. And you know how much, uh, distractions we have today and how many options people are just flicking stations constantly because that's just the, you know, we've got way too many options, uh, out there, too many channels to, uh, to choose from. So I've always made sure I've tried to, you know, hopefully have a, an enticing 
voice enough for people to want to listen to an opinion or, or, or a delivery enough to go, you know, this is this guy's good to listen to because some other announcers you hear and you, you just don't agree with the voice or the presentation. Sure. Because we're all drawn into certain personalities and stuff like that. So obviously that that's a focus to, to look into and just, you know, presentation and doing regular air checks, listening back to yourself. I know it sucks. I hate listening back to my own voice a lot as well. <laughs> uh, then you sort of can self-critique and then you take a few notes as you're doing stuff as well. Excellent. But yeah, I had no no idea that this was going to happen. I um, yeah, I obviously looked into satellite radio in the states and a few other places, mm. and I didn't want to go back to, to community radio. Nothing against that. That's where I started, yeah. and Triple J is the top of the mountain in the country. You can't go anywhere from there. That's true. And I just thought, mm, I'll just go build my own mountain and, and climb that. And uh, I tell you, I should have done a reality show on everything that's gone wrong <laughs> putting this thing together because it was immense. I don't think people have any clue what was involved, and I didn't either. But again, I, I just knew that I wanted to continue my passion of, of sharing my love for heavy music, not about me or the ego of me and all that garbage, even though I didn't plan on calling it andrewhope.com. I had a mate of mine suggest that purely because, you know, they branded my name for so many years, people knew it. Yeah. And I was a bit sort of, oh, mum, got to call it, you know, heavy.com or something stupid. I was just trying to come up with a name that represented what the station was about. And then my friend just said, you'd be mad if you didn't use your name. And uh, lo and behold, it's, I did that and it's been going strong ever since. And I guess it's it's never always I've, – I've always told people, radio, it's not about me. It's about what I can convey. I'm playing heaps of bands I don't like. I don't get on there and say this is shit because people can get offended by that. You want people to enjoy what they're into and what you can bring to them. So sure. always make it less about you and more about them because they're your audience. And if you make it more about you, they're going to say, see ya because – we're in the age now of society where people want the spotlight on them more and more and more. So you got to keep doing that. Uh, so that's one of my sort of uh, tips about that. And um, again, I'm still learning as well. Like I never stopped learning when I was on Triple J. At the same time, I wanted to just continue improving anyway. So it's always funny when some people have tuned in. They've gone, "Oh, you still got it." I said, "Well, where did it go? All I lost was <laughs> a paycheck and a job title. I didn't." <laughs> My love for doing so. It's so funny when you hear that uh, from, you know, people thinking that, oh, the minute you lose some prestige kind of title, you are going to go back to sounding shit the next day. It's such, it's just bullshit. If anything, I feel like I'm presenting better than I ever have because I'm more relaxed now. I'm more comfortable. I don't have to deal with dickheads in the hierarchy going, oh, you're a little bit, uh, maybe one octave above when you were doing that mic check uh, break. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and make less talk and a bit more music and all that stupid oh, stuff. Oh. I'm kind of glad I'm free of all that shit, to be honest. It's like, you know, because most of the, the, the folks just had, had no clue. You know, I knew my audience. I knew what, what, what they were into and just tried to do the best I can to uh, bring that to them. So always just be mindful of knowing who your audience is and find out what they want from you. Uh, you can keep giving out and putting out what, what you think they might like, but if you don't know what they like, sometimes you know, they might hate it and you don't know that. So always ask them what they want, what, what they're after, uh, what would be good. Just always be uh, open to see, because sometimes you'll find some really good suggestions that you hadn't thought of because you can be set in your own ways and your ways the best best way and things like that. So I've found that I've just been guided by most of the audience on, on the station of, you know, when I ask people suggestions and things that they think they could, could offer and stuff like that, and, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to try that because, A, I can. I'm not restricted now. I'm not stuck on three hours once a week for a, a genre that can, 
you know, can run for months on end on just airplay. I mean, that's what I love about this. I've gone from three hours once a week to 24-7, and I'm still a lot of stuff I haven't added and, and listened to and things. It's just quite endless now. So always try and let your audience be your guide. Uh, focus on your audio quality as well. Look into that sort of stuff. I'll definitely check out your podcast so I can have a, a proper listen and, awesome, and uh, be mindful of your P's and your, you know, the yeah. popping. That's another little thing sure. that I learned over the years for radio. I do actually teach at a radio school every couple of months uh, in Melbourne called uh, RTI, Radio Training Institute, and just sort of offer a couple of my sort of two cents. But, I mean, most of the students there are there for sort of commercial, uh, you know, value and they want to sort of learn the, that side of things. But I just sort of throw in my, my sort of two cents. I just tell people to enjoy what you're doing because people can hear that passion. You know, they really can hear that you give a shit about being there Sure, you might have had a shit day at work or you might be sick, but when the mic's on, you owe it to those people that are giving you their time to actually sit there and listen to you because, again, everyone has a choice to turn you off and go somewhere else right in that moment. So it's all about engaging with them and making them feel comfortable enough to enjoy listening to you um, as well. So that's that's sort of the best I, I, I've always approached it and, and uh, I still approach it today and just try and make it, fun and enjoyable and just try and be yourself you know you don't have to go over the top you don't have to be all Howard Stern and create controversy and whatever I mean you <laughs> will always attract different types of people you might have always attract everyone but like I've said trying to be everything for everybody because you'll find your niche same as like I was saying before about certain styles of, of, of music you know I'm not trying to fit everything in to, to be happy with it to, to sort of make everyone in every scene happy it's, it's impossible so stick with what you know and uh always find out what your audience uh, wants to know or opinions and stuff like that. So there's a couple of cents worth of stuff there. I'll send it to Bill. Thanks very much. (laughs) Plenty of spare change. Excellent advice there. Presentation-wise, we all all of us have faces for radio. We've got the goodest grammar. The ego, dropping the ego thing, well, we're working on that. Uh, but yeah, definitely keen to listen to what the audience has to say as well. We did ask the audience what they wanted, but uh, it's Tane's microphone, so we've got to keep him here. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, shit. Thank you so much for your time, Andrew. Yeah, thank you very no, much, mate. It's been great. Yeah, likewise. Keep in touch, man. Tell us how you guys are going and all that sort of stuff as well. And like, you know, if you got any comments or things you want to chat about, maybe we should get you on the air some night and have a. A bit of a, a bit of a yak. That'd be sweet, man. That'd I'd be love amazing, to. mate. Awesome. Uh, can we can we uh, go out on a contrived song? Yeah, go for it. Is there is there a particular song that you'd uh, you'd like us to play? Off the new record, so dissolve. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good question. I was jamming the album yesterday. Do do do. Let me jam and think now. All killer, no filler. Uh, <laughs> what was that? I sorry, I'll go with your owned. That's sort of yeah, you know, the fastest one we've done, and um, that's got a lot of. I don't know. The album's kind of got a lot of peaks and valleys to it, and uh, yeah, I reckon we'll go with that one. Excellent, awesome. perfect. Thanks again, Andrew. Sweet. No worries. Thank you. Thanks, man. Cheers, mate. We'll catch you next time. Stay grim. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Ga- Gary, when that uh, Les Miserables joke bombed, can you put crickets in there, please? Thank you. Or drink. Hey, Gary, maybe put them in bloody after every time you speak. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeremy, uh, words hurt, you know. Uh, maybe think before you speak. And uh, <laughs> <It's> uh, <laughs> Hey uh, Gary, when you're um when you're editing this, look, I've just um just been having a bit of a hard time now, so uh, I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna laugh for a bit, and you can put in some canned laughter whenever I talk. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna try and make the laughter sound like it's not laughing at me, but it's more laughing at what I said. Oh, yeah. that's gonna be tricky. <laughs> it's from the Jenny's. Hey Marge, I'd like to be alone with the hoagie. <laughs> <laughs>